Good morning, my brothers and sisters in the faith, and good morning to those in the world that are not of the faith. And head into one place, which me and the Lord do not want. But what I will say, the Mormons are part of that, which is what I'm about to talk about. So I did two podcasts before about Mormons. I've deleted them, removed them, because quite simply, there was stuff in there I wanted to add more about the Mormon beliefs after speaking with a Mormon myself recently. Um, it's via a chat thing online, and it's obviously trying to sell, sell, sell the Mormon church and how awesome they are, but what he doesn't know is who I am as an evangelist and my Lord who gives me the understanding of all things. And I learned a lot about the Mormons a few years ago, but I kind of forgot about that because the Mormons are not Christians. I don't need to bother my time with them. So my, my Lord had other jobs for me to do in the faith, but obviously this has popped up about the Mormons. And what I'm about to share with you is stuff that they believe, right? Which is in contradiction to scripture. Um, Joseph Smith is the one who founded and created Mormonism. Um, and I'm going to read, like I said in a minute, I'm going to read off all the stuff that they believe and who they are and where they've come from. Um, and you can do this yourselves when you look this up online. If you want the truth, if you're someone who's curiosity, curious about Mormons, you have a friend who's a Mormon, a relative's a Mormon, and you're curious, but something inside you doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's probably because the Lord is telling you and trying to bring you to him, right? Because the stuff they believe, like, for example, one of them, that Jesus died for everyone on the earth. No, he didn't. Because in John 3, 16, it's, 16, it says, for those who believe in Jesus, he died for. So yes, he died on the cross for all mankind, right? That was his intention. But the reality is most of mankind will never come to him, especially a mass majority of the Muslims, the Buddhists, the Hindus. They won't repent of that demonic faith they're part of and get on their knees before Jesus and repent of their sins and become born again as Christians because a Christian is someone who follows the way. Jesus is the way, right? So Jesus did not die for everyone because God knows the beginning from the end and he knows that majority of people are never going to make it. So then he didn't die for them, did he? He died for those who believe in him, John 3.16. So when you read that, but they'll say in the book of Mormon, right, which is basically Joseph Smith's creation. Who is Joseph Smith? He's the founder of the Mormons. He founded the Mormon movement 200 years plus years ago, right? He founded all of it. And my opinion on that is, and it doesn't say this one about Rutia, my opinion is that he was potentially part of, say, the Pentecostal church, which is a Presbyterian movement in America, right? He took the scriptures and thought, do you know what? Forget them. I'm just going to create my own church. This is what Satan did to um, Muhammad, if he ever existed. Muhammad in Islam. This is what he did to him. He came to him as a beacon of light and he said he saw God. No, he saw an angel. The Bible tells you that. Satan comes as a beacon of light to people and um, pronounces himself as a god. And he said to him, you will be a leader of a massive nation. Oh, fantastic. I'm up for that. Yeah, no care for um, the, the true living God, just for his own pride and entitlement, you know. So Mormonism, like many so-called denominations within the Christian walk, Jehovah's Witness is another one, and there's many others that are created by a man or mankind, as in there's a potential woman there, right, for their own personal gain. 
And that's exactly what Mormonism is all about. And the biggest one of all that I'm going to say to you now is that they believe that we will become like God. That God himself was once a man who became God. We, as us humans, will become like God if we follow the Book of Mormon and their ways. That we, and this is exactly what Satan said to Eve in the garden. Now, I said this to a Mormon. He cut me straight off because I've hit the nail straight on the head. And the Lord, I was sitting there and the Lord showed me this revelation. And he said, Steve, this is what Satan said to Eve, that you will become like God in the garden. This is just before she sinned, before we fell, because of temptation, right? Satan said, if you eat that, you will become like God and your eyes will be open. This is what the Mormons are teaching you, that Mormons are going to become like God. And this is what Satan said to Eve. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, right? And they got, he got angry. You could see it. He was getting angry with me down the end. Oh, well, why is that? Because I've hit a nerve. Is that because now I'm on top of you? Now you know the Lord is after you, right? Repent of your sin. He didn't. He blocked me. So another chance of telling him that. But the point is, I'm starting to shut down what they believe. And it is purely demonic, what they believe. When you, It's like anything in, the, in Christianity. You've got 30,000 different denominations, apparently, in this world. It's ridiculous. And one book. And they all take their things from it. So the Book of Mormon is separate from the Holy Scriptures. Like I said, Joseph Smith read the Holy Scriptures. And he's taking stuff out of there that he wants right and manipulated it and by the way there's a warning in revelations 22 verse 18 and 19 about those who add and subtract from the word it's also a warning in the old testament as well because the old testament and new testament are reflections of each other obviously we come under the new testament because jesus that's Jesus' new covenant in um we're in so i'm just going to read you now and bear with me this is from a guy in america who's a bible teacher um and he and he makes it very clear
I'll put the um, email at the end, um, the link at the end to this guy I found who broke down basics of Mormon church. But that at the end, see where they believe that they're going to become like gods. But so if you're married in Mormonism and you kept all the laws and commandments of their book, you will go to the highest part of eternal life. But if you're a single Mormon and you haven't done that, you, go, you, don't, you don't get eternal life and you don't, you don't become gods. I mean, it's just stupid, right? Absolutely stupid. Where does it say in the Holy Scriptures as a single man? I'm not going to go into eternal life. Because you look at Moses, all right, he was married to two people, right? Wrong one to use. Paul the Apostle, never married, right? Many of the apostles in the Bible were never married. Most of the apostles in the New Testament were not married, right? No marriage whatsoever. And you're telling me they're all gone to hell. You're telling me they've all gone to some place in the universe where they can't become gods. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely stupid. And this is what they believe. When you die as a Christian believer in Christ, your body goes back to the ground and the soul goes back to the Father. Escalastes 12.7. I can never pronounce that properly. Read that. And it says it in Matthew as well. Right? Your soul, my soul, goes back to, the, to be with the Father in heaven. I cannot wait to stand before my Lord and I give him a hug and a kiss. That's what I want. Right? And so thank you for what you did. Right? And be with him forever. We come back on this earth for a thousand year reign when he comes back to take charge of this earth and we come back here to evangelize the world. But I won't get into that and that's too deep right now. The point is, this notion what they believe is from the devil. It's just a pile of rubbish, right? You're born again and you stay, you keep your eyes focused on the Lord. As it says, John 3, 16, for those who, for those who believe will have eternal life. The Greek translation, which is the first, accurately says those who carry on believing will have eternal life. Right, and that means you will be living forever, as it was in the beginning with Adam and Eve before the fall. They were immortal. God designed them to live forever, but because of sin, they fell and become mortal. So those who believe, there's a matter what rank you are in the world. If you're a president of a country or you're a road sweeper on the street, it doesn't matter. You're all equal in the eyes of God. And yes, when you go into the kingdom, he will dish out roles to different people for different positions, absolutely. But ultimately, you only answer to Jesus because he's perfect, he's God. He's the only one you answer to. Right? That sounds awesome. Just to be in his presence, just to be with him is all I want. I don't want personal gain and personal things. But when you listen to that, they're going to become like gods. This is what Satan said to Eve, which I'm going to illiterate again. This is what Satan said to Eve in the garden. If you eat that fruit, you will become like God and your eyes will be opened. In Genesis 3, 15, your eyes will open. You will become like God. This is what the Mormons are saying to people. This is what the devil said to Joseph Smith. Don't, can't you see the pattern? And when you look at Jehovah's Witnesses, they're very similar as well. Jesus was not God. They'll proclaim that Jesus was not God, even though he proclaims it from his own mouth in John 2, 19, John 8, 58, John 1, 1, and many others. Right? They're a cult. They have a system of belief. And it all finishes with 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 1 to the end. Or verse 11 and on. That God leads people into his delusion because of their hearts. Look at Pharaoh in Exodus. God warned him, warned him, warned him, warned him. In the end, he hardened his heart for him. Because he, just, he was so arrogant and prideful. These people, Mormons, when you actually start speaking to them, oh, they all might seem nice and friendly to begin with, but they have a system. And in their mindset, they're going to become like God. They're going to be above him. They're going to be next to him. They're going to be his partner in crime, right? It's completely stupid that God has a God beyond him. That apparently the father has a God that's... A, you see how stupid that, where this can go, 
right? The God of the Father has a, uh, sorry, the Father has a God that's over him. What about over him and over him and over him? and over, This goes on forever. It's stupid. And this is what they believe. So I'm warning you Muslim, it's Mormons now very clearly you are not christians you are not following jesus you are following the devil and the devil's teachings through joseph smith and you are being warned right now repent of your sin and get on your knees before jesus a true living god right and repent of that hypocrisy and become born again of water and spirit and actually follow him because if you don't you are going to hell along with all the other pagan believers, all the other false Christians in this world, Jesus said in Matthew, he will separate the wheat from the chaff, right? You will be separated and you will be cast into the lake of fire. It's as simple as that. Jesus is the part of the Father. You've got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the head. It's the Father head and Jesus and the Spirit are in that, the three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're there in Genesis 2. When the Father said, Let's make them in our image. Who's the Father talking to? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because when you look at them all, the Father is the head, the Son has got all the commands of the head, but he's the Son, he comes under the Father. And when you look at all of that fitting into place, the Spirit does the work of both, right? So in a business, say on earth, you've got the Father who owns and runs a business, but he's got two sons or a son, right? And the Son runs the business when the father's not there, has the same authority of the father, but comes to the father for guidance because of experience and knowledge and, and so on and so forth. That's how awesome it works. And look at the family on earth. You've got the father and the sons and the daughters, right? The, fa the son still has daughters and still has his own house, but the father of him has his own house, right? And so his, you see where all this is going, right? And that's what I'm trying to say to you. These people are so deceived, it's unbelievable. I praise the Lord that I got brought to him, which John 6, 4, 4 makes clear. Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father sends them first. So the Father hasn't sent you, you're not saved. Right? And that's what scripture says. And then he sends you the Son, you believe, John 3, 16. You become born again of water and spirit, John 3, 5. And I wanted to be baptized in water. I couldn't wait to be back. I remember going to a church. I said, Lord, I want to be baptized in water. I want to do what needs to be done. I want to be in your family. I want to be with you and do the right things right now. Right? And I remember praying about it. And the Lord led me to a church in Newcastle called Gateway Church. And the, uh, the Sam uh, pastor there called Sam. I met him. He was a lovely guy. And uh, another guy there called, I can't remember his name now. The second chap that was in charge. Anyway, he was... Um, I said, I want to be baptized more and born again. Within two weeks, I was being baptized in the North Sea. It was a big event, but it was all glory to my Lord Jesus. And even the devil was trying to do something there through a woman. And I remember after me baptizing water, it was incredible. I remember we had a, we were standing on the beach. And I'm telling you this for, to encourage other people. We're standing on the beach. Uh, Pastor Sam, he starts talking. I'm standing in front of everyone. I opened up my heart and told everyone that I was a scumbag. I was a criminal. I was this and I was that. And the Lord is going to forgive me. You know, I really opened up. And then I went, which is a testament to itself. Because later on, a few people said, you were so honest. I said, yeah, because this is real. Right, I admitted everything that I'd done wrong in the world. What I was guilty of, I opened up my heart. Went into the water with him and two others um, to be baptised because I'm a big lad. I don't think Sam could have done it on his own, funny enough. Um, and I remember him reading out some scripture and he says, do you want to speak to the Father, Steve? I said, yes. And I opened up my heart and cried my eyes out. Right, I said, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. 
thank you for everything, Lord. I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for your son. And I reopened up and I burst into tears. And then he said, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for the remission of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Straight down, straight up. And I'll tell you this, when I came out of the water, I felt like a totally different person. I felt amazing. I can't describe it. I felt new, brand spanking new. Like all the sin had been washed away, which it was, and you are clean. Now the Holy Spirit can enter you because you are fresh. You are born again. When people say you don't need to do that, you're not following Jesus. You're following Satan. That's exactly what he wants you to believe. This happened to me and it was powerful. Right? And this can happen to you. Right? And I'm pleased, guys. Do it. Don't deny the Lord. Because if you don't, when you're not baptized in water, the Spirit of God cannot live inside you. It says this in Scripture in John 3, John 3, 5. It says this. Please read scripture and do as you're told and ask the Lord. And so anyway, after that, we got off the beach. We went to this uh, restaurant and we had fish and chips, which is an English cuisine, national dish, I believe. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm slightly distracted. There's a cat outside waiting for milk, but he can wait. Um, so I went into the restaurant and uh, there was a woman in there. Now, she's very demonic, this woman. And in the church, she would do things that I didn't agree with. And she said, Steve, Steve, this, today's your big day. Today's your big day. It's all about you. And I turned around and said, no, it's all about Jesus. And it shut her straight up. Because that's demonic. It was all about Jesus. It's all about him on the cross, what he did. That God became flesh, walked on this earth as man, sinless. And what the Mormons say, it contradicts all that. Right? That he walked to a cross for me. Right, carried a cross up a hill, being whipped and beaten, spat at, got pinned to a cross and bled for me, and that blood cleansed me eternally. This is what you've got on the sand. That shedding of the blood cleanses you spiritually. So now I can look upon the God Father's face. If I die now, I can be in God's presence. Look at the Old Testament, Moses, Exodus 3, 14, I believe. Is it? I think so. When Moses on Mount Sinai, Moses stood before God and God said, what do you want, Moses? I'll give you whatever you want. And he says, I want to see your face. I want to see your glory. And the father said, you cannot see my face. You cannot see my glory. But as I pass you in the cloud, you'll see my back. Why was that? Why couldn't he see his face? Because he wasn't cleansed spiritually. The acts that he did in the world were to cleanse for the sins of the people himself in the world, in the flesh. Right? But he needed something eternal. That's why when people died in the Old Testament, they went to a place called Sheol in the ground, right? Which was heaven, which ties into the New Testament about Lazarus and the rich man in the book of Luke. Lazarus and the rich man, right? When Lazarus died and, and the rich man died, the rich man went to hell and Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, a place called Sheol in the ground. They could see each other through a chasm. Yes, that's what happened to those who died before Jesus. So when Jesus died on the cross and died on the cross and went into the ground, he took all those people in Sheol and put them in heaven because of his blood. The shedding of his blood was an eternal atonement for their sin. This is what Muslims don't have. This is what Buddhists don't have and Hindus don't have and all these false pagan gods because they don't have an atonement for sin. But we Christians do. What's the problem? Just follow Jesus. Follow him and do what he asked you to do and you'll make it to the end. What all these people out there seeking are going to become like God? Are they completely bonkers? They are bonkers. They are stupid. But this is what they believe because they've been led into a delusion. 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 11. My brothers and sisters out there, I pray that you're not part of this. 
And I pray that if you are part of this, that you repent and become born again. No Mormon is my brother or sister, right? No Jehovah is my brother and sister. They are working for the devil. <coughs> That's the end of it. But I pray for my brothers and sisters out there that if you've been entwined in this, repent. If you are an unbeliever, please do not get involved in this. It's just this just, just wickedness from the devil. But to help you understand that, I'll attach the link at the end of this podcast, this episode on Mormons and not Christians, right? For you to look at this and then you see the breakdown. Then, you know, seek it out even further. But that's what they believe. And when you challenge them on it, they won't like it. Because it's their system. It's what they believe, which is from the devil. It doesn't in line with scriptures. If you want the truth, you'll find it. I always say that when I preach the gospel to people. You want the truth, the Lord is going to lead you to the truth. If you don't, it'll lead you to a lie. Simple as that. Because your heart is not for him. Let me pray. Lord, I pray for the people, Lord, that listen to this. Lord, I pray for the Mormons out there that they repent, Lord, of their sin and become born again, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name and denounce what they're part of the Mormon church. It's from the devil, Father. It's not from you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name they become saved, that they have a revelation of the truth, that it's a lie from the devil through Joseph Smith, that it's a cult out for one purpose, so that everyone in the Mormon church will be in hell and Satan will take as many people with him as he can because he hates us. We are made in the image of the living God. He is not. I pray for the repentance of Mormons, Lord, and their wickedness, that they seek this out. The Lord, as they listen to this, they're convicted of the truth, and they repent, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, and I pray also, Father, for the lost. They don't have anything to do with Mormons, Father. They're following Satan. They're a cult. And I pray that they are led to the truth. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. God bless you all.